Hi, Mom. Hi, Megs. Welcome back to our podcast, What's Your Take? We are a mother-daughter duo. And we're discussing all the things. Okay, so are we doing cocktails or no cocktails? Oh my gosh, we should. I, I forgot mine. That was okay. <laughs> but I, I really want one. That's okay. Um, I mean, I don't have anything to do. I'm assuming y'all's schedule is not totally packed because of this. COVID, yeah, no, COVID. We're wide open. I'm going to go grab one. Go grab a cocktail. Time. I'll go get yeah. a refill. Okay. Go get a refill. I'm just going to keep this on. Oh, this is fun. You know, what's great. Like we are not stressed because we have plenty of time. Oh, there's zero, zero rush. (laughs) I have nothing to do after this. I know. I took a two hour nap and still have time to go for a run. Yep. I know. Um, and, and then we were on our third puzzle and I said, after this third one, we got to take a break from puzzles for a while. What are you going to do with the puzzle? Are you going to like frame well, it or? We've been, I, I tried to go onto Amazon, all sold out. Target, all sold mm-hmm. out. So I, um, Maggie, I reached out to Becky Moody, uh, some, a coworker. She lives nearby. So we exchanged puzzles. <laughs> I'm not much of a puzzle gal. Yeah. Dad's not a puzzle person either. Hannah, are you a puzzle? I, I do. I went through a phase in high school. It was like somewhere between junior, senior year of high school. I did a lot of puzzles. Yeah. And there's probably something you probably know because you're a counselor. Um, but like something therapeutic with your, like doing something with your hands, it probably does something to your brain. Yeah. Just thinking, you know, just feeling like you're productive or I'm productive. You know, oh, I got that piece. Woohoo. You know, I like knitting yeah, too. It helps me relieve stress. But I ran out of yarn, so I got to get some yarn. <laughs> I'm going crazy. <laughs> so, I have been incessantly sewing. Oh. So I got a sewing machine in high school for Christmas, and I was very offended because I got it from my parents, and I thought they were trying to, you know, like make me a domesticated housewife. And so I was, I cried when they gave it to me and I ended up using it a lot in high school. Um, and then, you know, put it away when I was in college of just taking it with me house to house. And, um, I've been wanting to, it was on my, uh, new year's resolution list to like start sewing again. And so it's like a perfect time. So I have this like pile of clothes that I'm mending right now. So like holes or making things shorter. And then I um, am making matching outfits for Austin and I. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, it's like a dress. It's the, actually, it's just right here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Matching dress for me. And then this like cool collarless um, dress shirt for Austin. And then we're going to go on a date in our matching outfit. Oh, you are so cute. I want to see that photo when you date. So when I was 14, Maggie's grandmother, my mother, gave me a sewing machine and it was a Bernina and I still have it and it still works perfectly. So that's almost, that's over 40 years old. That sewing machine. You still have it, that one? That's the one I have? still have it. And I did for, see, Hannah, I was in the middle. I, I was one of six. I was like somewhere in the middle of the whole family. So they're like, who is this kid? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so Nana was like, Let, let's get her involved with something. So I got involved with 4-H and 4-H, maybe out here in Colorado is known for 
horses and livestock, but I think probably sewing and cooking. I was horrible at the cooking thing, still don't like it. But the sewing, I got hooked on it and I loved it. And I learned how to sew and I still have my Bernina. It's amazing. Once you learn how to sew, it'll help you the rest of your life. I know. Yeah. Um, so I want to hear about Hannah. How did you two meet, Maggie um, and Hannah? Do you want to tell it? It was a, it was a meet cute. Um, it was, at, we were, my husband and I were walking through the mall and we went into Aritzia. And then you can take. You asked, what is your guys's, um, so like, where do you source your fabrics? And then and I was like, I have no idea. Let me ask my manager. And she didn't know either. She didn't know what either. What was the question? Where do you source your fabrics? Yeah. Where do what you get purchased? Like, do you, yeah, are they recycled or are they like made, are they like from virgin materials? And then I asked, I think I asked like where they are made as well. And I don't, I don't expect employees to know, but I for sure expect managers to know. Yeah. Right. It's kind of weird. And okay. I don't work for Ritzy anymore. So I feel like I can say this and whatever, but they do say how like sustainable of a company they are when in the back, I used to do like shipping and receiving for them. And every single clothing item is in an individual plastic wrapped package like that. And it's that we would throw all, and we would just throw it away. It's crazy. Not that I'm like throwing a company under the bus, but a lot of companies do say they're like more sustainable than they are. Well, yeah. it's called greenwashing what they're doing. It's like right now it's really cool and hip and trendy to be sustainable, but there's very little accountability out there and really like definitions on like, how do you define sustainable? So like anyone can really say that. Yeah, true. Interesting. So that, so yeah, that's how we got talking. And then I don't know, we just hit it off. Oh. I think I told you I had a podcast there and then you would come in the store and we would just chat. And yeah. I think in like three or four times after that, we would chat and felt we followed each other on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and then we got drinks at Hudson Hill. Yeah. Mom, you would love that place. It's cute. Well, let's, let's put that on our list once this, once this yeah, is well, all over. Okay. So then I wanted to talk about how you, so then when we're on the topic of sustainability and fashion, um, you did explain what you did for a year. So I decided February of 2019 that I was not going to buy any new clothes for a whole year. Oh, wow. And this was, I would say it wasn't 100% altruistic. Maybe I would say 50% in that I was like, all right, buying clothes, buying new clothes all the time and buying clothes from fast fashion companies all the time is like not great for our environment. And it also, I also didn't buy new clothes for a year because buying thrift or vintage just makes my wardrobe like a lot more interesting and fun. So it yeah, wasn't so like one or the other. So yeah. you bought, you purchased clothing, but not brand new clothing. Yes. Vintage or Goodwill or thrift shops. Yeah. I kind of compiled like a how to do this list because I had a lot of people ask me. Okay. And so I, I like really enjoyed Poshmark and still buy a lot of clothes from Poshmark. And can you say, describe where Poshmark Yeah, is? it's an app on your phone. Oh, it's an app. Mm -hmm. And you okay. can sell on there, but then you also can buy. And it's, 
um, it's not like the most user-friendly, but once you learn how to navigate the app, then it's helpful. And so you um, can look up different sizes, different companies, different prices. So Poshmark and then my favorite, which is where I got this shirt. I had to wear something. I was admiring your shirt. Um, so cute. Is there's, I think a few in good Denver, but they're Goodwill outlets and everything that Goodwill doesn't have time to go through or they did not sell, they ship to these outlets and it's a huge warehouse and there's like maybe 50 big blue bins, maybe the size of a table. And, um, they're sorted with like houseware, clothes, and shoes. Um, and they bring out two or three new bins every 30 minutes and you have to like line up and there's like a hundred people there and you line up and it's like a, they'll say like ready, set, go. And they'll open it up. They'll open new ones every 30 minutes and you just like run and like look through stuff. So like, <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. And like, you know, I wear gloves because it's just not like the cleanest. Um, but I have found like a Neiman Marcus bag that's like totally unused. Um, I found like a couple designer pieces. Like this is for sure from the nineties that would sell on like urban outfitters for like $40. Um, so that's my favorite. I mean, not, I find a lot there, but I also love that like not a lot of people do that. And I want to tell everyone about it. So that's one of my favorites is like Goodwill Outlet. And then also like taking my friend's clothes and like the ones that they don't want. Yeah. So are you willing to share the location of that <laughs> the Goodwill Outlet place? Yeah. So the one that's in North Denver is not as great. The one that's in, in between Lakewood and Littleton, that one's the best one. Oh, okay. Right so here. if we just Google Goodwill Outlet, we'll find it's it'll say specifically goodwill outlet as a as a place on google maps or yes. something and okay. i forgot to even tell you the best part you pay by the you pay by weight so i will walk out of there with maybe like oh i don't know 14 pieces of clothing for like six dollars oh my gosh how fun we have so to do fun. this yeah Oh, well, pay by weight. So now you're just getting like the really lightweight. And that so, is, yeah, Maggie, I, love good I think I need to go on to that posh, posh mark, right? Yeah. Posh mark is good for like, say you're looking for, I'm trying to think. Well, I want to sell that one dress that I, I dropped it off yeah. at the place called, what's that place called? I dropped where I dropped it off. Um, turnstile, but now they're all closed because of everything. And it's a dress I wore, I loved it, but I just will not wear it a second time. So I thought- That's why Poshmark's good is because a lot of people sell stuff that maybe they wore like, maybe like a bridesmaid's dress that they don't Yeah. Wear. So once that turnstile opens up, I'm gonna go back and get the dress and then I'll put it on Poshmark and then Hannah will buy it. I'll buy it, yeah. <laughs> And she'll have to sew it so it's smaller, so it fits her. Like, oh, man, I'll just buy it from you now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that the store is closed. I'm like, where's my dress? I need to get it. <laughs> That's so funny. Because I already dropped it off. Now, um, I want to share a little story about, do you know, on the first Friday on Santa Fe, um, there's the art mm -hmm. walk or whatever. What's mm -hmm. that called? 
art walk, art walk or something. Yeah. yeah and so i was with my girlfriend karen and we were leaving the art walk and there was a place oh i was so i wish she has a better memory than me we we're walking to our car and there was a warehouse so we were walking back and there was a, a place where they hire or people who weren't able to get jobs right away to sew ties and scarves and all the ties and scarves were made out of plastic material wow. like they were recyclable yeah usable have you heard of that at all yeah um there's definitely i mean there it seems like there's been like two branches of, of companies and they'll either use materials that are new but healthy for the environment so they're not made from polyester or like yeah different uh plastics but they're made from like cotton so like cotton's a really great yeah fabric to use or a company will reuse a product so like what they're doing is um engaging in like a closed loop system which is like what the fashion industry needs to tell, tell us more what closed loop it's a closed loop system which means um you're using not virgin material using recycled material yep um and that and then it just is becomes reused so you create something out of something that's not new you then use it and then it is put back into the supply chain so that nothing is ever wasted i mean what solar spencer <laughs> talks about like how do we and Wait, solar spencer meaning your friend what? maggie yeah solar Can spencer but what was solar what was spencer saying solar spencer I think it was, I don't remember which podcast it was, but he was saying like, if he could fix any problem, it would be trash. Oh, yeah, oh, that effects. was a good one. Yeah, and the closed loop system would do that. So yeah, getting rid of products that we shouldn't be using in the first place. And then the products that we do need to use, making sure that they're being reused so that nothing is actually, nothing actually ends up being trash. Yeah, huh. and, and I'm going to get the tie right now because I think what they did, because I mean, the room that has the tie and i was noticing and no one wears it they don't like the ties i bought like there was a whole bin and karen and i like like score score like bow ties and scarves <laughs> and, score. and they don't wear them. i brought them home to dad and charles and they're like yeah great like they don't like it but they were teaching people how to sew also it was sort of like employing people the employees were learning some job skills as well as when they were then selling and what we were getting were like the rejects or maybe there was a few errors on the ties but that's great that would be a closed loop system right exactly um i have these tennis shoes called Thousandfell, and they're made out of like the bait the soles are yoga mats and then um recycled yoga mats and then the oh. is like recycled water bottles and so which is great um but what happens when people make products out of recycled material they it'll still end up in the landfill and so this company not only makes things with recycled material but then they will receive the tennis shoes back make sure that they're properly recycled and then send you a new pair and so really that's another closed loop system and they're also very comfortable oh that's on a yoga mat i can't imagine so my yeah. friend karen is writing to me as i we're doing this podcast which is so fun technology but here's the tie and the, oh, and I, the love that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know but it's called naughty k-n-o-t-t-y 
made in handmade in the USA. So Nadi is located somewhere near Santa Fe, somewhere near that, you know, art um, yeah. area. Interesting. And we were just so impressed with the whole warehouse situation. And I think these again were the rejects, but they are recyclable or they are made out of recyclable plastic somehow. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Um, so how did you, Hannah, how did you get interested in all this? Like, what was there besides this? I heard the sewing machine story. Was there anything else that got you thinking? Like what made you think, I'm going to do this for a year? Yeah. You know, was it like a goal of yours that you just decided like, I can do this? Yeah, I, I mean, I have always been into fashion. Um, I was, you know, best dressed in high school and like vice president of the fashion club while everyone else was like, I don't know, running track or cheerleading. Um, and so I've always been into like thrifting. I would like go to Buffalo Exchange, you know, after school downtown, like from the suburbs in Katy, Texas. Um, so yeah, like I said, I've, I've been into fashion for a while and then my current job, and I guess before that as well, started working on uh, addressing climate change and caring for the environment. And so this decision was kind of this like nexus between really enjoying the fashion industry, really enjoying creating um, with clothes, and then also caring for our environment. And so I decided that doing this was kind of married the two. Um, yeah. And my job is very policy oriented. It's very cerebral. I don't get to work with my hands. So this was kind of my artistic outlet from nice. this very rigid policy driven job. So it also was just an outlet. Yeah. So would you be willing to share the name of the place where you work or your employer's name? Yeah, definitely. So um, I work for Environment Colorado and we are a public policy and advocacy group that works on protecting Colorado's land, water, and open spaces. Nice. Shout out. Oh, and do they have a website? Now, do yeah, you have a website, Hannah? I don't. I need to because I'm creating a web. I'm like starting this company. Um, but so I, I, I really need to. But I can show you my logo. It's really cute. Wait, you're um, starting yeah. this company with the apps to, for sustainable fashion. Is that what you mean? No, it's, um, it was kind of, it was this response to my year of not buying anything new. Um, mm -hmm. I was like, I really like this. And I have like all of these dresses that I don't need. And I'm really good at finding beautiful event wear that is vintage. So like from the 50s, 60s, 70s, that's high quality and you can wear it to a wedding or um, you know, prom. Um, and so I was like, I'm just gonna like find dresses for people. So it's not like a, I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff and then send it to you in the mail. It's not like a, yeah, a Poshmark. Um, it's more of like a styling company. I so love it. I, I, you told me that. I think I'm just going to call it Hannah Jane Vintage. Hannah Jane it. Vintage. And wait, I'm still, can I see the logo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. Oh, that's that so cute. cute. Oh, I love it. Who, who did that? My mom. Oh, oh. 
so, we should have her on here next time. I know. Where is she? Let's invite her. She's great. She does like graphic design and like wedding planning. And... Does she live here in Colorado? No, she lives in, in Austin, Texas. Oh, so I've never the, been to. We got the hell out of Katie after we all left because it's the bird. Wait, what town are you from in Texas again? It's like the outside of Houston. It's like a boring okay. suburb of Houston. So they're in Austin. I've heard, heard Austin's great. I've never been there. Oh, you have to go with how much you travel. You have to go. I know. We'll stop over. So as oh, I was yeah. texting my friend to get the facts about that naughty place trouble. for, you know, but they were hiring, I think refugees from Africa is what she said. I, okay. I pretty much recognize that name. I used to work with refugees. I used to help with it. I was an employment specialist at a refugee resettlement agency for a while um and i and i i've heard of naughty before okay yeah so i want to make sure that part based on what Thank we you know hannah i love what you're doing like you're tying in your passion into a business opportunity and you have you're already working in a field with environmental sustainability and policy but i love it how you're just branching out and just doing something that you love i think that's just so inspiring yeah. oh so what what oh i just love it <laughs> so it was last year you didn't buy any new new clothing at all go ahead mm -hmm. i've continued it was february and what is it april oh, it just, have you not bought any new clothing since i maybe like one or two things i just i mean i just can't get myself and that's the thing i'm gonna say friendly on board, like no shame for people who do this. Yeah. Good point. Making very tiny decisions to build up to like something bigger. But like I can't get myself to like buy Zara and H and M anymore because I like yeah. know, I mean this ignorance is lifted and I like know where they're getting their materials and I know who they're employing and how those employees are treated. And so it's like since I know it feels really unethical to buy those things now yeah and then not even buying it but then you'd wear it and probably just feel like yeah you know it's so much more satisfying i think all my thrift finds are like some of my favorite clothes because yeah no one has it a and you just feel better yeah so um, what was the hardest part or what is yeah. the hardest part um well so man repeller wrote an amazing article about this so i can't really take credit for the idea but who is it about the article man repeller they're like this website platform blog um but someone wrote an article and i don't know if this is just a female thing or not but like when we pack for a trip we're like we need a whole new wardrobe and like we need to like look the best on this trip and like have a new outfit for like every night, you know, if we're going to like on vacation. So I think that's the hardest part is when I want just like that cheap, like statement piece from Zara that you can dollars for like one night for my friend's bachelorette party. That's the harder part is I like can't go out and like just buy something for a event. Yeah. Interesting. No, I could see how that's hard, especially if you're like out shopping. Maggie, can I share the story? Do you remember years and years and years ago when we were on a family vacation, we were with other families from dad's side of the family and we were going up to that island, Heron Island, 
yeah. And, and the situation, yeah, the situation was one where we all had to catch a certain boat uh, at a certain time. And it was, I think it was like a three hour drive from where we were staying to get to where they were launching the boat. And then it was a two hour boat ride out to this island called Heron Island, which is a beautiful island near the Great Barrier Reef. This is years ago. Maggie was like a 10 year old, I think, or eight. So we, we had to wake up early in the morning to get in the car to drive to catch that only that one boat. Sure enough, after the two hour or three hour drive, when we got to the boat, I realized I left my suitcase back at home. Yeah. So all I had was just what I was wearing in the car. And we were, and the plan was to stay on this island for three days. And there was nothing on the island, like nothing. And so I was at the gift shop at the boat place and I bought a sarong and I have it here. <laughs> every day, like it became a joke. Different ways I could fashion the sarong. I had, oh, I think in the gift shop, I bought a sarong and I bought a bathing suit. So all I had for the three days was a sarong, a bathing suit, jeans, and a white t-shirt and sneakers. Honestly, so, so classy. That's <laughs> a like white t-shirt and a sarong, like, that just feels, that's very, I don't know, not just like meant to be, yeah. I, I'll oh. find it, but I will never get rid of the sarong because it became a joke. Like, we'd show up at dinner and I ha I'd have it like wrapped in my hair. <laughs> I love it. Or whatever. Or that I'd wear yeah. it like as a belt. Or or as a skirt. Or like as a yeah, dress you kind wear of thing. It when you didn't necessarily have to. Feeling so frustrated. Like it was, you know, I was mad that I left my suitcase back at home. I'm still trying to find that sarong. But anyway, it's not that big of a deal. But you can picture. And um, you know, I just was thinking, wait, why did I need all those clothes? Yeah. yeah. With the family anyway. And his family or his brother's family or something anyway but the other thing i was thinking about i remember seeing on a news thing about a couple uh, no not, not actually not a couple some co-workers a male and a female co-worker and they challenged each other for one week that each of them would wear the exact same outfit five days in a row and they would see who mm -hmm. which of their co-workers would even notice that they were wearing the same outfit every day and I think the man, of course, went the whole week and no one even noticed. He's wearing a basic suit or something. And the woman, after the second day, people were judging her for wearing the same dress two days yeah. ago. There's actually a blogger that has worn the same thing. She wore the same thing for two months. Two months? Just to like make a statement. And I have this, I, I mean, it's, I'm, again, I'm copying her, but like, I, I want to get like all my friends to wear the same thing for like two weeks for this like campaign to like, why, why is like, why is females do we feel the pressure to always like be wearing something new or. Yeah. Anything? We'll do it with you, Hannah. I will. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. She chose the perfect outfit because you have to choose something that like you can wear to work, but then also go out. And she wore this like really casual pantsuit. So she could like take the jacket off if she was like, yeah. Oh, so it can be like a versatile. Yeah, exactly. So it's really cute. Oh. Now I'm going to confess that I subscribe to Stitch Fix. Hey, why is that a confession? Because it's very unsustainable. 
Oh, it's because you like they send you like five things, right? Yeah. And then, you're wearing it right now, aren't you? That this flannel. is, and actually, yeah, this flannel shirt is something from Stitch Fix. And I do like it. Sustainable. Have you looked into it? Or are you just. Well, I, I haven't at all. But I, this, I received a recent shipment. And I, what I like about it is you don't have to keep anything. You just send it back. Can I make a suggestion? Yes. There's something called Thread Up. And they thread do up. the same thing. But it's all secondhand. So you can like the brands that you like and your style and they send you like 10 items and you can take or leave whatever. Thread up, wow. Maggie. Are you writing thread this up. down? Um, no, no, besides the matching outfits for you and your husband, have you ever um, designed or made other pieces? Um, I don't make pieces from scratch, but what I'll do is like buy something and then redo it. So oh. I will like add, I will like shorten it or like add um, a sleeve. I'll, I'll more so do that. That's like mom, do you remember in college when my roommates and I did spin thrift? Tell me, help me remember what that was again. So my college roommates and I lived with eight girls. Oh yeah. And we'd all go to Goodwill. And then just kind of like, I'm trying to think what we put on it. Some of them were way better than me. Like I'm not that creative when it comes to sewing or like crafting, but they would put on like lace or like embroider it, like the yeah. jean jacket and stuff. And people would ask like, oh, like, can you do that for me? So then on the college campus, no we sold like, clothes in our apartment, but it was called spin thrift because we would like spin the thrift stuff. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Also, yeah. that name sounds very official. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I've heard of it, but I, I obviously haven't. It sounds I like know. It, the Instagram probably still exists. We had, um, <laughs> it was kind of fun because we had, like, so at my college, Eckerd is super small. And so, like, freshman girls that would, like, follow me on Instagram would, like, DM me and be like, I really want this jacket. And then they'd come in my apartment and we'd, like, do the Venmo exchange. Oh. It was like $7 to my Venmo. And I was like, yeah. You know, I'm rich. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. so that was a fun thing, but I should do that again. I think during these times when we're all within our walls of our homes or apartments, this would be a good time. I mean, I did already make a Goodwill um, drop-off donation. <laughs> Watch out, there's some good stuff in there, Hannah. <laughs> Is Goodwill even open right now? I, it was last week. But Maggie, the spin thrift thing would be everyone's kind of organizing and cleaning and sorting, at least among, among my friends and getting that pile. And Charles too, actually the boys too, we've all been kind of really, all my pants are lined up, you know, the shirts are lined up, everyone's getting organized. This could be a good time to say, hey, get your favorite items that you don't really want, you know, you, they want to give to a good home and um, send it off. I like that idea of... Um, wearing the same thing i think that would be so much fun to try that out you would have to pick like a simple outfit but that can like go to multiple things i'd like to do a study and see who would be the first one to make a comment yeah <laughs> what would they say about it or would i ever get any non-verbals like I know what they're thinking, but they're not willing to say anything. <laughs> well, what's yeah, funny is that we buy, I think, 
let's see. I wrote it down. We buy 60% more clothing now um, than we did just 15 years ago and keep these garments that we have bought half as long. So our, my grandparents probably had like four or five dresses that they wore and they wore those, you know, every day of the week and no one said anything because that's what was normal. And so yeah. it's like, we just have to normalize wearing something similar. Yeah. Totally. And so that's like we, and that's why we have these huge goodwill dumps is because we buy a lot of clothes. We don't wear them as often. We get yeah. really sick of them. Fashion designers, they produce multiple collections a year instead of just like a fall and spring. And so people are expected just to have different clothes. And then we go donate all these clothes. But where do these clothes go? They don't actually, I mean, some people buy them and then they send a lot of them overseas. But then that's destroying a lot of these local economies because the people who actually make clothes there the value mm -hmm. of the garments just plummet because they're all free. They're just handouts. And so yeah. then we're not supporting local economies in other countries. So like we have to stop relying on charities to get rid of our clothes and start relying on companies to take responsibility for the clothes they produce. But then they, and then it's out of sight, out of mind for them. So like as many Zara H and M forever 21 clothes that are out there, they're not, they don't have to take responsibility for them when they're ending up in our oceans or landfills. So they have to start taking responsibility. This is kind of on that topic, but a little different, but I did a case study on Tom's, you know, those shoes, remember that whole, everyone yeah. knows Tom's. the brand is actually, it was trying to be sustainable and help those that needed shoes, but it was putting all the shoe workers in those small towns out of business. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because they wow, were just the, you're really this is great i want to dig deeper into some of these um topics and maggie when you do this post of this podcast let's put some links on there or yeah. where people can get more information about where do things go i don't know when i drop things off at goodwill i don't know where they go yeah, yeah. and um i think it's really important it's all about that mindfulness we talk about mindfulness with meditation and reducing anxiety but there's mindfulness extends way beyond just yeah mindfulness feelings. yeah is a really good resource what is hannah revolution they're based in the uk and they were born out of um they like i don't know if it followed this event or not but they um Back in 2013, the Rana Plaza factory collapsed in Bangladesh, and um, an, an explosion killed over 1,100 people and then injured 2,500 workers. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so then Fashion Revolution was saying we need to ensure that the fashion industry is, like, treating people with dignity, respect, safety, um, making sure that there's no human right violations. Yeah. Um, and then also just, they focus on making sure the fashion industry is not a strain on the environment, which it is now. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. And they are really good. They have a lot of like resources for people like host their own clothing swap or host their oh. own speaker series. So they make it to where you and I could like take their resources and then teach our friends. Oh, I like oh. that. 
Yeah. Repeat the name again. Something revolution. Wait, what was it? What was the first one? Fashion revolution. Okay. Fashion revolution. Anna, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone that wants to start? Maybe they don't give it up for a whole year like you did, but like, what is one thing you feel like people could do a little better if they want to start being like more conscious about their purchases? Yeah. So vote you you can vote with your money so we vote every november and you know more often than not and or not more often than not but you vote more than just in november but you also can vote with your money and so choose stores that you're proud of supporting so maybe instead of buying something from zara you don't have to go as far as buying something from buffalo exchange or poshmark but maybe you want to choose something that's more sustainable than Zara. And then maybe the next time after that, you can choose some, choose a company that's even more sustainable. So like kind of this um, onboarding to essentially not buying anything from a fast fashion company. Um, So that's would be my advice is voting with your dollars. I like that. That is great advice. Well, and on the, on the, on your um, vein of mindfulness, Marie Kondo, she like has a relationship with her things. She has a friendship with them. And so or, or a relationship with your things in this case, clothes, then you treat them with respect and dignity. And so when they are um, in need of repair, you don't just get rid of it, but you fix it. So I think another piece of advice I would have for people is just to repair their clothes instead of throwing them away. Because like the high, the um, list of, or not the list, the, you know, this is like recycle, reuse, and um, repurpose. No, recycle, reduce. Reduce, Reduce. reuse, and recycle. It should first be reduced. So just use less um reuse so if you need something make sure that it's something that you can use again and then if you can't do that then making sure that it is not ending up in a landfill or an incinerator boom yeah and people talk about also having a capsule wardrobe which is just like you only need one white shirt or you know two pairs of jeans you don't need to um by excessive amount. Yeah. I, oh, Hannah, you are such an inspiring person. Yes. Obviously, this podcast, we're recording at a time when there's a lot of anxiety and worry and stress, but this is something we have control over. And when we talk about things that are happening in our world that we don't have control over, if we can focus in on the things that we do have control over, and you are providing us a really good example what we have control over, you know, and making good choices and, you know, thinking, do I need this, want this? And obviously the economics besides, that's a whole other category, you know, of how many things are probably. Right. Yeah. We haven't even brought up the, we haven't even brought up money yet. I know. I know. That's like, I don't want to know how much a top is over. I don't, I don't want to, you know, because I will just think. Ugh, yeah, but I think I do want to know. Let's let's hear it. If I sell, if I find a shirt at a typical department store that say it costs so let's just say forty eight dollars, okay. how much do you think that's marked up? Oh, I think like sixty percent. 
So really, the, I, don't, I, I think, mean, Maggie, you might see it when you worked in the retail. I remember I did see it. It said the markup, and I think it was for a pair of jeans. Oh, I wish I like took a photo. But I think it was like $50 for a pair of jeans that was marked up like 150 Their livelihood to support their family. So I'm just feeling a little conflicted right now with all of this. And I think, I think what's happening now is like a, it's like a reset. I think we're all doing a reset in, in terms of how we spend our time, how we're spending our money, mm-hmm. what we're eating, you know, how we're exercising. Yeah, I actually, I, I surprisingly like didn't save as much money as I expected and not because I bought a lot necessarily, but I, um, I bought like nice vintage pieces. So like Mm -hmm. I, I bought, okay. So my favorite piece I I have in my closet right now, I think ever is I was in France last summer, which I know you both have visited. Yep. Um, And I was in Paris by myself and I was walking through the flea markets and there was this amazing navy blue Burberry trench coat in the window. And it's as romantic as I'm making it sound. And I tried it on and it was like my perfect size. Um, and I bought it. So I, I buy like nice pieces. Yeah. They're just things that have already been worn. So like I don't really save that much money, which is I think kind of disappointing for people to hear. But when you wear that coat, you probably feel Oh, there's such a I'm so glad I got it in Paris versus like the yeah. birthday in Cherry Creek, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Mom, remember that advice you gave me once? You like wanted this dress that I think was in Australia at a flea market. <sighs> I still I think about that skirt. I think yeah, about it over and over. Traveling, if you like are thinking about something. I know. City, like that's part of that's like a souvenir too. Yeah, I, I saw along with getting higher priced items. It's just like getting more what am I trying to say here? It's more um you're just being conscious of, you know, you could have got I don't know how much that coat was, but you probably could have got like twenty items from Zara for that. But that's not exactly you no. Know. I I think um going to secondhand shops or antique shops or thrift shops. I'm hoping we're inspiring people to consider stopping in and looking and digging through and seeing what they can find. Cause I have picked up like a necklace that, you know, when I was on a counselor tour last year and I love it, I wear it with like a black dress it has all these red um, bobble balls on it. And it's just, it's like a statement necklace and it's just the memory of the time of where I was. If I purchase it at a store nearby, eh. But I yeah. think because of the experience of where I was overall, I was in Lugano, Switzerland on a college counselor yeah. tour, visiting Franklin University. So it's all that that goes with wearing the necklace, not yeah. just yeah. the necklace. Well, and that these things have already been washed, they've been worn, and 60% of our garments are made from polyester and polyester is a plastic product and they estimate that there's 700,000 microfibers that come out of each load of wash and microfibers are just microplastics and they're like there's literally just like tiny plastics in our drinking water and they're affecting they're in our oceans they're 
yeah, they're in our drinking water and that's coming from clothes. So that's why like, it's good to buy older clothes is because those plastics have kind of already come out of them. Yeah, wow. I am this so is a good topic to talk about too right now. Like mom, as you were saying, it's like, I feel like all on the news, all I'm reading is about this virus, which is obviously so important, but I feel like people listening to this, it's like, there are other issues that you can still. And we're going to have to re, I mean, there's going to be such a big rebuilding of yeah. after this and we choose how we're going to rebuild that. So are we going to invest in oil and gas extraction or are we going to invest in solar and other renewable energies? Because that, yeah. that money is going to go somewhere in investing yeah. in people's yeah. Um, and are investing in an industry. And so we have the opportunity to like rethink the way we've done things and kind of like you said, reset. I would like to see the, I'd like to see your favorite piece. But then Hannah, where do you, what do you, what do you read? Where, what's your news source? Or what do you, when you want to find, um, if you need to make a big decision on like where to, how to vote or where to spend your money, what, where do you get your information? Um, that's such a good question. Um, I feel like in your industry, in your work world, you probably are inundated with a lot of information that we just aren't. Yeah. It's filtered through. No idea to access to. I get most of my information from the Colorado Sun, which is a new outlet in Colorado that um, doesn't have a firewall right now because they're fairly new. They're funded by blockchain investor investors. And after one year, I think, maybe two years, people start ha having to pay. But a lot of reporters from the Denver Post left and started the Colorado Sun. Colorado Sun. The most, they have the most amazing stories, the best reporters. So I get a lot of Colorado information from the Colorado Sun and then CPR as well. Yeah. Um, and then I'm reading, well, my favorite two books right now are um, Catch and Kill, which is Ronan Farrow's reporting on the Harvey Weinstein scandal. And I've heard that's great. Yeah, I wanna trying to be, his voice was trying to be, or the story was trying to be um, killed, hence the title. Um, and then also Samantha Powers, new memoir, and she was the US, amb US ambassador to the UN under Obama. And she, is this amazing, super feminine, powerful, intelligent woman that um, commands a room. And I saw her picture in a edition of Vogue when I was in college, when I had no idea who she was. And I wasn't following politics, but I just saw this picture of her and she was like holding a child. And then like her other kid was on the floor playing with blocks. But then she also was like doing work in her office. And it was this like, and you've talked about this before, but this like idea of like a working mom mm -hmm. and or like a, 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 a woman who's working and then also like a woman who's a mom and how those are rarely those rarely exist within one image you either have to you have to like isolate both of those parts of you you have to be like a working woman when you're at work and then like a mom but she just does both of them so well and she was like you know the u.s ambassador to the u.n for the united states and so it, she, her memoir is incredible. Um, and she started out as a war journalist and trying to, uh, shed light on human rights, human rights violations. So that's my other, it's called the education of an idealist. Ooh, that's that my, sounds great. 
writing it down. Those are my two recommendations. Oh, love it. Education of an idealist. Right now, right? There's no excuse. Yeah. Now this is the time where we always say, you know, you've heard this too. It's like, oh, if I had more time, I would do this or that. We need, we have time. Yeah, and so this is a time yeah. where procrastination, the big P word, but you know, sometimes there's a great expression. If you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. Well, that is true. Sometimes when we're busy, we get more things done, but we have to push ourselves, really pull from within to develop that schedule, to develop that to-do list to say, I'm going to sit down now and read for an hour and, and just enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Um, can I make one more recommendation? Yes. Make ten more at this point. We have nowhere to go. So there's a podcast called The Wardrobe Crisis. The Wardrobe Ooh. Crisis. Yes, and it, it, it talks about everything we're talking about. But they interview, like my my favorite episode. She interviews a former MP, member of Parliament, that um, focused on sustainability in the fashion industry. And there's very little federal legislation really no federal legislation that addresses uh, fast fashion. There, there's like a couple state laws in New York that um, keeps companies accountable for, the, for their output, but it doesn't really do much. So she, her name's Mary Cree. I think that's how you pronounce it, the former MP, um, or a former MP. And uh, she has really created a, infrastructure for future legislation on this because it really isn't that great of a model this is a fairly new topic wow yeah well i'm glad we're um discussing this is a great it. topic i'm a, i am so excited to get this out there to our listeners man i'm so excited that you had me i've like I oh hannah we've been i'm so sad that it had to be over zoom but i think i it's know but yeah. this this works i mean we have to, technology i guess like i know can still listen and um i'm glad we're addressing because like mom you and i don't know much about this topic to be honest no not at all i like, mean this is great how to read your quote what does that say oh. yeah what does that say on your wall this is my favorite okay. quote read out this is yeah this is my favorite quote do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief do you justly now love mercy now walk humbly now you are not obligated to complete the work neither are you free to abandon it Ooh, where did you where did you find that that's a beautiful i think it's from a religious text i don't totally know i i don't remember where i got it but i remember reading it and loving it so much that i literally went and painted it on my wall yeah like, i see it i, just, I wish Oh, this is a like centered because I just started, but I just feel the weight of the world on my shoulders all the time. Yeah, I know. I have to remind myself that I am not going to be able to heal the like pain, all the pain in the world. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, that also doesn't make me, give me an excuse to not try to. Exactly. If we all do our small part in whatever yeah. it is that we can do to make a difference, in whatever we're passionate about or helping someone through this difficult time. You've inspired me so much, Hannah. Oh and gosh, I know you're gonna inspire so our listeners too. And I just love you live an authentic life, don't you? You live what you think and believe. It's it's all real. And I love that about you. Yeah, it's very refreshing too, because you know. Thanks, Maggie. 
Wow, y'all are great. I mean, th this forum gives you such an opportunity. I mean, this is literally like, all right, I'm going to ask you questions about your life that, and you get to just talk about yourself and talk about all of the fun and good things you're doing. But like, there's not a podcast that you get on and then they're asking you all the, like, what are you not good at? And like, what do you wish you were, you know, better at? So it, it's a forum that highlights the good parts of you, you know, there's yeah. not, there's not the like underbelly of everyone's life on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This has I been want, so great. Wait, I want to ask, I, I feel like we're coming to an end and it makes me so sad. So, <laughs> but I want to ask, is there something on your list of something you would like to always try or do that you've never tried or have been inspired by someone else doing something? Is there just something out there? Like you want to play the ukulele or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> I will answer that, but y'all too have to answer that question. Okay. okay. We'll answer it. And now I need to think. What's something that I wish I could do or that I've always wanted to do, but like I Like if you could just snap your fingers, like that's something I've always um, wanted to do. I know to. yours. I know yours. Well, I don't know it yet, so I want you to tell me what it is, but, okay, and it does, it, it could be, like, it could be skydiving, but it also could be, oh, I know what I'm going to do, what, I'm, I, I have two things on my bucket list, which is not that many, but I am not putting on, putting, I don't put anything on my bucket list unless I'm very serious about it, mm -hmm. I like two that. things, is that I want to live in Mexico City before I die, live there, yep, it's my favorite city. I've, I've never, never been, been but I saw your photos and I've I, been I multiple times. I keep going back. It's amazing. Um, and then I've always wanted to shave my head. Ooh. Okay, you're, now I like really need to think of. I know. Like, I want to go back to the Mexico City thing. Yeah. When you say you want to live there, do you have in your mind of like minimum how much, how long you'd, would it be? A week. It has to be like six months. Yeah. At least. Maggie, what about you? Um, okay, well, this is kind of your, I know this is one of yours that you've said, but I have a friend from college that just got her license to be a pilot. Oh. Like to fly, if I could like learn how to operate a plane, it does kind of, and just like, no, I'll be totally safe. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, That's great. I know I'll tag you in her pictures. Her name is, I think I'm going to pronounce her right, Anna Cottrell, but I, I kind of know her from back in Fayetteville where I went to college and she's this like fashion blogger. She owns this like, um, um, I don't really, I think it, I don't know how to describe it. Like a lifestyle brand called aisle nine. She used to own her own clothing company. Her name is Anna Cottrell and she is a pilot. Like it's the most badass thing. She wow. just has the best fashion. She has the most beautiful home. And then she also is a pilot. See, wouldn't that be so cool? Oh, that'd be so <laughs> great. But like, I would get over that. I'm going to tag you in her pictures right now. Yeah, please. yeah I want to check her out. Mom, what about you? Your turn. I just don't know. I feel so satisfied in my life right now. <laughs> no, you said you want to, what's like a walk you wanted to do? Oh, that is the one that I want to do, uh, Patagonia. Oh, Patagonia. Oh my gosh. Let's all go, ladies. Yeah. So I'm going to get I, Maggie. I studied abroad in Chile and got to do Patagonia when I was there. Did you? Oh, it's good. And was it as amazing and beautiful as the pictures look like? Oh, my gosh. It. Yeah, I, did, I didn't feel like I was on planet Earth. Yeah. 
because we did that walk last um, November in Milford Sound, the Milford Track in New Zealand. And then, of course, it was just a great experience for me and Maggie's dad, Richard. And um, we just, I thought, oh, great walks. We just love walking. That's our thing. So now we're just like, hurry, hurry, get to the stage of life where it's like, okay, time is running out. <laughs> I have to hurry up and do all these things while my body is healthy and well. You know, I just want to like push it to the limit as far as what I can do physically. But I think that would be, I'm glad that you remind me of that, Maggie, because that is something on my list. Well, I know you will. All right. Um, all right, ladies. Well, I'm hoping people are going to really enjoy this. I know I've enjoyed this experience. This has been great. I, I love having, um, I, this, our goal for 2020 was like to have more guests on the podcast. Yeah. You know, I, like 2019 is when we all, we kind of just started and we're, yeah. But like now it's nice to bring other people in. Cause I know this is wonderful. Yeah. So and, you know, I'm it. I, I really love listening to both of you and I'm sure you hear this probably once a week, but it's very rare to have a mother daughter relationship like the one you have. Oh, <laughs> We have our times, don't we, Megs? It's not always smooth sailing. Oh, but I love having Maggie as a daughter. She is the most perfect daughter I could ever hope for. I need to keep that on repeat when we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think Hannah, we're Maggie and I are a lot alike, so we sometimes do this, right? Yeah. Hannah, do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have two sisters. And where are you in the birth I'm order? I'm the oldest, and then my sister Emery who has actually was going to host a clothing swap, but then coronavirus happened. Um, she is just a year younger than me. Oh, my birthday's tomorrow, by the way. Oh, wait, Happy how old are you going to be? 26. Oh, you're born in 94. Yeah. So yeah. I, have, yeah, I have a sister who's just a year younger and then a sister who's four years younger. What are you uh. doing um, I'm going to have a like Zoom happy hour chat with my friends and then have dinner with my husband and sister. So it'll be pretty relaxed, but like, it's not like there's an option for not to be. <laughs> I know. Yeah. There are a lot of changes that everyone's going through. Yeah, it's totally fine. I have so much to be thankful for. Like we have jobs and like an amazing place to stay. So it, it'll be a memorable birthday. Yeah, it will be. You'll never forget this birthday. Yeah. Everyone's going to be thinking it's back to where were you saying to like journal and like write your thoughts down now. Cause like, this is my aunt and Annie was saying that this is something we're just in. This is the only time we'll experience this in our lifetime. Yeah. Hopefully. That's how, yeah. I know, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. But, well, it was nice to meet you. And nice I, to meet you too, yeah. Hannah.